What's up, guys? Brett Apple here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC quick picks for you on the Mayo Media Network. Make sure you subscribe to the channel here, guys. Like the video. Comment below who your favorite DraftKings play of the week is. Helps us out a lot. Tons of great content coming out throughout the week on the Mayo Media Network. As always, besides this video, we got the Dogger Pass podcast with Paul Shaughnessy, Cody Safdick. Mad Lab does his main event breakdown. And, of course, I'm going to give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and my fade of the week for UFC 259, which is a huge slate. There's still 15 fights on as of now. Three championship fights, I think like 1.5 million plus across the industry. It's going to be a great event. Um, before we get into this week's picks, last week was a smash, finally. Cash Games and Goliath, he came through. Tournament play, my boy Ronnie Lawrence, my new favorite fighter, he came through. Uh, let's see, our salary play was De La Rosa. She draw. She drew, and she ended up on the optimal lineup, so that was strong as well. And then the fade of the week, my two fades. Number one, Angela Hill. That fight, unfortunately, was canceled. Uh, gave out Jimmy Rivera on Twitter later in the day, and that worked out as well. So uh, some good juju coming into UFC 259. Going to give you four more picks this week. And let's start it off again with my cash gameplay of the week, which is going to be none other than Amanda Nunes at 9.6K. All right, Amanda Nunes is my cash game play of the week at 9.6K. And you guys know, I don't like to screw around in cash games. I'm going to give you the best plays because I really think you need to be playing the best plays in cash uh, in order to win in the long run. And Nunes is essentially a lock, in my opinion, in cash games. She is minus 1,000 to win against Megan Anderson. And more importantly, she is minus 365 to win inside the distance, which is an absolutely crazy number. I don't think I've seen a number that long in quite some time. Um, and more importantly, even against an opponent who's bigger and stronger and longer than her, I expect Nunes to want to look to wrestle here, which is going to score well on DraftKings. Uh, Nunes is coming off two victories in a row in which she landed six takedowns against Felicia Spencer, eight takedowns against Jermaine Durandamy. She's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. She's racked up like 27 minutes of control time. Um, Nunes can definitely get the job done on the mat if she needs to, and she's put up some massive scores in those times, 126 over Felicia Spencer, 159 against Jermaine Durandamy, 107 against Holly Holm, 140 against Chris Cyborg, 118 points against Raquel Pennington. So it's just a situation where you have a fighter who's massively likely to win, extremely likely to win inside the distance, and that doesn't really matter if it comes via knockout or submission. Uh, any win inside the distance is going to help us. She also has 25 minutes to work with. Um, Nunes is by far the best play on this slate. She has the highest floor in a victory and I think the highest ceiling on the entire slate. She, I wouldn't even be shocked if she put up another 150-point score. In cash games, I think you need Nunes. Lock her up. My cash game play of the week there at 9.6K. All right, moving on to my tournament play of the week. It's going to be Alexander Rakic at 8.6K. And this is a fight that I like in part because I think Rakic has multiple paths to the optimal lineup. I'm not extremely confident that he's going to win or extremely confident that he's going to finish. But in this 8K range, there's a lot of fighters who basically can only get to the optimal lineup um, with a knockout. And I think Rakic has that capability. He's fighting Tiago Santos, and he's he's minus 165 to win, and he's plus 185 to win inside the distance. Santos has been knocked out multiple times early in fights. Rakic is very powerful, and I think he has some knockout potential as well. 
But I also think Rakic could get there with some grappling. And he's looked to grapple um, in more than one situation in his UFC career. He's only landing 0.93 takedowns per 15 minutes. But for example, he's coming off a fight against Anthony Smith where he didn't officially land takedowns, but the fight was on the mat the entire time. He earned more than 12 minutes of top control time. And he's also fought um, Justin Ledette in which he landed three takedowns. Tiago Santos is a very dangerous kicker and has some power in his own right, a knockout artist, but he's shown some weakness over time with takedowns, coming off a loss to Glover Teixeira, in which he gave up four takedowns, defending takedowns at 64%. Rakic just scores well traditionally in his wins, regardless of how they come. Again, 99 points in that wrestling decision over Anthony Smith. Two knockouts prior to that, 126, 115. And then his wrestling decision over Justin Ledette. He scored 151. So he puts up big scores and wins. He has knockout potential, plus 185 inside the distance. I don't think that's a lock, but I also think there's a chance that Rakic looks to wrestle here, get Santos to the ground, and that scores well on DraftKings. I'm looking to target any grappler I can at this point just based on the new scoring system. And so Rakic, even if he does wrestle and win by decision, I think there's a chance he could score 90 points and be competitive for the optimal lineup. So 8.6K, I like the path to victory there for Rakic. I think it should be a fun fight, my tournament play of the week. All right, next up for my salary play of the week, I'm going to give out Aljamain Sterling at 7.8K. He is the slight underdog right now in the Bantamweight Championship against uh, Peter Jan. Jan is minus 120, Sterling plus 100. I favor Sterling slightly in this matchup, and I like the discount on him. I also like the path to victory for him. I like the upside. I like the grappling potential. So he's going to be my salary play of the week. Sterling just has excellent metrics across the board, and I think a lot of people know that he's an excellent grappler. He lands 1.89 takedowns per 15 minutes, strong in taking the back, good submissions. Um, Peter Yan has defended takedowns at 88%. I'm not sold. We've seen him really tested in that area. And I do think if Sterling wins, it's very likely to come in part from grappling. But I don't know that Sterling's going to dominate this fight on the mat like some people expect. I also think he has a shot to win on the feet because his metrics there are incredible as well. He lands 4.82 significant strikes per minute. And more importantly, he's only absorbing 1.94 strikes per minute. And Peter Jan's basically going to look to pressure him and land head strikes. That's his path to victory. Hurt Sterling to the head, knock him down, knock him out. And Sterling is very, very strong defensively at defending head strikes. And so if this like fight turns into a Pedro Munoz type situation where Jan is just pressuring, Sterling's going to want to use his kicks from the outside and land in volume. I mean, Sterling hasn't lost a round in years at this point. Um, he outlanded Pedro Munoz 174 to 105. He outlanded Jimmy Rivera 101 to 24. Numbers aren't everything, but I do think even if this fight plays out on the feet, Sterling does have a chance to evade, use his uh, length, use his reach, use his kicking game, keep Jan at bay, and then mix in the grappling when he needs to. The bottom line here is in 25 minutes, considering Sterling has a path to victory on the feet and a path to victory on the mat, and he's only plus 100 to win. I think he's a very strong tournament play um, and cash game play as well. He'll probably be very popular, but this is an excellent fight to target given the 25-minute potential. He's also plus 250 to win inside the distance. That's a strong number. I'm going to have uh, quite a bit of exposure to Aljamain Sterling on this slate. And if you like Peter Jan, that's fine as well. I think Jan is more likely to win by knockout than 
by decision just because of his path to victory. And at 8.4K, I think he's a pretty strong tournament play too. I'll have exposure to him. Um, he's plus 230 inside the distance. But in terms of a salary play, I do prefer Sterling for the reasons I already mentioned. That extra $600 does help you pay up on the rest of the board if you'd like. And I do think Sterling is the outright favorite in this spot. So Aljamain Sterling, 7.8K, is going to be my salary play of the week. Finally, we'll move on to my fade of the week, and that's going to be Kai Kaikara France at 8.5K. And this is just a, a simple situation where I, I think this entire 8K range for the most part and including some of the 9K range is kind of dependent on the knockout. So a lot of these fighters, I'm really not certain are gonna hit value unless they win by knockout. Um, some of them will, but I think the majority of them will not. Kaikar France at 8.5K, I just, I cannot count on him to win by knockout in this matchup. He's minus 135 against Rogerio Bonterine. Bonterine is a better grappler, a wrestler, wants to take your back. So I don't think Car France is going to be looking to wrestle here necessarily. He has volume, but even, we've talked about it a million times, even 100 significant strikes, that's barely going to score you 70 points on DraftKings. Um, I don't think Car France is going to be able to score 90 plus points just on volume alone. I think he needs a knockdown. I think he needs a knockout. He's plus 435 to win inside the distance. That's a very poor number for 8.5K, especially in comparison to his opponent, who's 7.7K plus 295 inside the distance. Bontarine is definitely the preferred DraftKings play in this matchup for his grappling upside for the value at 7.7K. And Car France is simply a bit overpriced. I do think he can win. I don't think it's a bad matchup for him. I like Car France as a fighter probably better than most people in this community. But in terms of a knockout, I just cannot rely on that path to victory for him in this matchup. So 8.5K, plenty of other fighters to target on this slate. He's going to be my fade of the week. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks, UFC 259. Again, thank you for the support. Please like the video, subscribe to the channel, comment below who your favorite DraftKings play of the week is. If you're looking for full DraftKings breakdowns, every fight on the slate, dailyfanmma.com. Also talked for like an hour and 30 minutes yesterday with my boy Technical Tim about every fight on the slate. That podcast is up, going to get rankings, projections, betting content up as well. Everything you need to help you win uh, money this week on DraftKings. Uh, without further ado, best of luck. Take care. Stay safe. Talk to you soon. Peace.